Well, good evening to you. And uh, I know Jeff has already reminded us of the goodness of God, that he is good all the time. And uh want to welcome you. We've, we've visited with the Flakes in, uh, in their living room. We've visited with the uh, Overs. And uh, now here we are in a relaxed setting uh, with me. Thank you so much. And I'm hearing from, from y'all that um, you really en- you, you're really enjoying getting together with groups, getting together in families. Some of you are telling me, hey, uh, we watch the service in our, in our pajamas. Others are saying, hey, we watch in our house shoes, our, our house coats, our barefoot, or however, comfortable. So uh, I'm glad that you're comfortable, uh, and, I, and it's a good thing uh, that, you're, that we're together today, uh, spending time together in God's Word. I want to pray, and then I want to talk about uh, something that each one of us uh, have come in contact with and are dealing with. In, in these last weeks, and that's this emotion that we call fear. So let me pray. Father, I want to thank you for the privilege and opportunity of being together with church family again. And Father, you, you know you created me as a, as a person who's, who's a hugger and a toucher and a person that needs that contact or longs for it. So I miss that when uh, these last several weeks. Uh, but Lord, one thing I... I don't miss is that in the midst of what you're doing around the world in the midst of what's happening in this uh, pandemic is seems like that you're the reality that you're with us you're with me uh, you're with us has even become more real and that's my prayer this morning father as we look into your word that not only would we be so reassured because of your presence but because we would be reassured because of your promises and that your peace, Lord, would be greater than any fear that we encounter. Thank you for that. Be with us this morning, Father, and uh, Lord, continue to, to be glorified, continue to be strong and powerful and mighty in the lives of, of this, your church family, and of your followers, Lord, wherever they are. Lord, that the world would see and that the world that is uh, those around us that are walking in fear, some living in fear, Lord, that they would know that there is, they don't have to go that way, that there's a remedy. I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, I tried to get a, a more a t-shirt that said no fear or a, a cap that had no fear and uh, even put out a call to the staff and all I got was just sympathy notes. So I didn't get that. But uh, you're all familiar with the, the bumper stickers or with the, the slogan, no fear. Well, that's good and dandy, but it seems like that, that now, especially over the last few weeks, um, that fear has kind of been a common thing, that people that have not uh, been fearful of other things, all of a sudden that now they're, they're fearful of this COVID-19 virus. And uh, I get flack from my family. I, I, I've, I've, I've called it the carnivore virus. I've called it coronas. I've called it everything. And uh, they kind of just look and snigger because I never get it right. But whatever this 19 thing is, uh, it, it can create fear. And, and I understand especially those that are vulnerable. And we don't even know who's vulnerable anymore. But I, I want to talk to you about no fear. Uh, because it's a motion that we all deal with at different times on different levels. When I think of fear, when I think of phobias, I think of the TV show Monk. And uh, Barbie and I used to love watching this. And uh, I, I 
had Jackie Google, I think Monk ended up with a list of 312 fears of things that he feared. Um, so we, you may not have a list quite as extensive as, uh, as Monk's, but uh, we all deal with this to some degree, and now especially. But God has a word for us. And uh, that word that I'm going to share this morning comes from a word that he had shared with his people, Israel, uh, back in the, through the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament. Israel had, uh, had walked away from their God, and God had uh, allowed the Babylonians to come in and to, to capture them. And actually, the, the Israelites find themselves um, captives in a foreign land with a, uh, with a strange language, with different cultures. And all of a sudden, now they've gone from greatness to actually uh, slavery. Um, and God sends a message through his prophet Isaiah. He, he, had, he had warned them of the impending doom and disaster. But with the disaster and with uh, the situation come on, also God had given them a word of hope. And uh, this morning, I want, it's my prayer, that we see this word of hope that he gave to the Israelites and that we make the application because we're his people. And the promises of God, I believe, are sure and amen. Let me share a couple of verses with you. The scripture I want to read is from Isaiah 43. Let me encourage you to, uh, to turn there, uh, get out, uh, flip your phones or open the Bible but Isaiah chapter 43 says, But now thus says the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by your name, you're mine. When you walk through the waters, I'll be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee, for I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And to, to Israel, he said, I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and, and Seba for you. Since thou wast precious in my sight, you've been honored and I've loved thee. Therefore, I will give men for thee and people for thy life. Fear not, for I'm with you. I will bring your seed from the east and gather thee from the west. And he says, even everyone that is called by my name, for I've created him for my glory. I've formed him. I've made them. The, the, the promises that God makes through the prophet Isaiah, I think, are applicable uh, to you and me. I think we can make that uh, transition and that application. And there's four things I want you to look at with me in these first couple of verses of, of why we shouldn't fear uh, today and I say, you know, why shouldn't I be afraid? And I know the cliche is, well, because God's got this and God has. But, but the reassurance of these first two verses, let me give you some reasons as you just kind of walk through this with me. The first reason that we don't have to fear is because God created this. Look at this. He says, but now says the Lord that created you and Jacob, he that formed you. Um, I'm reminded of uh, John chapter 1, when it beginning there, it says, in, in the beginning was Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning, and all things were created by Him and through Him. And without Him, 
nothing was made that was made. Think about it. The creation of God, and we, this, this awesome thing. He created the land. He created the, the, the atmosphere. He created the stars. He created the sun and the moon, these great lights. He created everything, and as God created them, that account in Genesis, God would say, is good. It's good. But then on that sixth day, the crowning of uh, the, 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 the most exciting thing, on that sixth day, it says that God created man. He created Adam and Eve. And uh, he breathed into their nostrils the breath of life. And Genesis, if you go back and just check it out, when God created man and stepped back, he didn't say it's good. He said it's very good. We'd say He'd say it's really good. Because we were created in his image uh, to bring him glory. Now, I'm, uh, for those of you who wanted to say that we came from apes, uh, sometimes we act like monkeys. I'm positive of that. But I'm sorry, we didn't. We didn't evolve from other forms. We were created by God to bring Him glory in His image. And He tells us here in the beginning, don't fear because I created you. And I, as your creator, God says, I, He's got a promise for us. He's got a promise for us. We don't have to fear. Now, not only do we don't have to fear because He created us, but look at what He says. He says, Fear not because I have redeemed you. I always think of uh, uh, Preacher Kersley and Miss Kersley, who were my pastors growing up. And Preacher Kersley always would say that, that redeemed means He bought back. That which He created, we created us for Him. But he had to buy us back. And the question would be, well, why did he have to buy us back? Why does he have to redeem us if he created us? And the answer to that is simple. I'm sure you know it. The answer to that is because sin separated us from God. Uh, he created us. He loved us. He created Adam and Eve. And he, he put them in this garden this, of Eden, this paradise. And yet through their disobedience, they found themselves hiding from God. Sin separates us from God. And we've all sinned. And we've all come short of His glory. But God had a plan. It's not a halftime adjustment. God had a plan from the beginning that through His Son, Jesus Christ, He would redeem us back, back to Himself. And Ephesians 1, 7 says, In, in whom, in Christ, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. It's a powerful verse, and we could unpack a lot in Ephesians 1.7, but don't have time to do that this morning, just to, to know that God's plan of redemption was from the foundation of the world, that in Christ, through His blood, through Calvary, He would redeem us back. So He created us, He redeemed us, and he redeemed us from himself. And just to, to, that's awesome to me that through that redemption, he offers us forgiveness of sins through Christ his son. We can accept that offer or we can reject that offer. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we don't have to fear. We don't have to fear uh, the unknown of the eternity 
because he's promised us that he can give us that gift of eternal life. He created us, he redeemed us, but there's more here in this verse. He says, fear not, I have redeemed you. And notice what he says next. He says, I've called you by your name. You're mine. I've called you by my name. You're mine. He gives us identity. We don't have to be afraid. Listen to this now. He was saying to Israel, I know where you are. You're in a strange land. You're a captive. You may not can get your mail at your regular address. You may be isolated. You may be quarantined. But I know where you are. And this morning, the Lord's saying that to you and to me. Some of them may find yourself uh, not where you want to be. <laughs> but it's kind of like Yoga Bear said, when you go get where you're going, there you'll be. Okay? So wherever we are, there we are. But listen, God knows us. He knows you. He knows your name. Uh, and he knows where you are. There's something calming um, about our name, when our name's called. I think of the resurrected Lord in the garden that morning, early morning, uh, right at, at daybreak. And I, I, I don't know, wasn't there, but the disciples were. But I, I see it as kind of a, a, a misty, not the brightest sunshiny morning, but it may have been. But either way, there was a lot of uncertainty. There was a lot of unknown. There was a lot of fear with the disciples because their leader had just been crucified three days earlier. And they assumed that the Romans and the Jewish leaders were coming for them. And they went to the tomb, and the tomb was empty, and that just created anxiousness. It created maybe some excitement, but also more unknown. And as they were there, and some of the disciples had left and run back, I think of Mary, when Mary thought, saw what she thought was a gardener, and when Jesus called her name, Mary, Mary, she knew it was Him. There's sometimes, uh, as I'm praying, sometimes as in life when uh, when I've in my in my heart in my very soul I've heard God say to me Jerry Jerry and then there's there's sometimes that he calls me his son now my son you need to listen to me or you need to do this um, so in the midst of wherever we are today uh, he wants us to, to not be afraid because he's created us he wants us to not be afraid because he's redeemed us he had a plan of redemption and he offers us eternal life. But he also wants us to not be afraid because he's called us. He's, he's, we have identity in him. Um, and when the Lord redeems us, look at this, what he says. He says, uh, I have called you by my name, by your name, you're mine. There's a, there's a flip side of that. When we're his, he's ours. Not only do you belong to Jesus, but Jesus belongs to you. There's a there's an old song Mildred would remember it, and some of you will remember it. But some of the words says, "Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me, not for the years of time alone, but for all eternity." Wow! One of the reasons we don't have to fear is He created us, He made us, He redeemed us. He he redeemed us, and He called us by name. We belong to Him, and He belongs to us. And the fourth thing I want you to look at this morning is look at His protection. Look at His presence. Look at this. 
He says, verse 2 says, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you, The rivers will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned because I am the Lord your God, your Savior. Wow. Wow. Notice what it says, that His protection doesn't mean that we won't go through trials. It doesn't mean that we won't go through pandemics. It doesn't mean that we won't go through uh, hardships. The nation of Israel were in captivity. They were going to go through captivity. Uh, Jesus, being very honest with his disciples in John chapter 16, would remind him, he would say, in the world, you'll have tribulation. <laughs> I love his next words. They don't even make sense, really. In the world, you'll have tribulations. But be of good cheer. Hey, but that's okay. That's okay. Don't get overwhelmed. He says, because I have overcome the world. So the promises isn't for uh, protection from trials, but the presence through the difficulties, His presence, His uh, security through those trials and those difficulties that we're going to face. He's promised, He said, when you go through the fire, I'll be with you. When you go through the trials, I'll be with you. As you're quarantined or self, uh, whatever that is, self-house arrest, that's not it. Uh, but sheltering in place or whatever it is where we find ourselves right now or next week or next month, it could be different. But whatever it is, He is with us. We don't have to trace, face the trials. We don't have to face the dangers alone because He's with us. I think of uh, Old Testament again. I think of Daniel, and I think of the three Hebrew children. I think of uh, uh, how they were taken to a strange place as captives, uh, and I think of uh, the trials that, that we went through. Uh, I even think of the, th of the three Hebrew children uh, when they went through the fire. Uh, God could have delivered them. He delivered Daniel from the lion's den, but Daniel spent a night in the den of lions. But they didn't, they didn't touch him. They didn't bite him. They didn't claw him. They didn't destroy him. The Bible says that the Lord shut their mouth. That's pretty, pretty powerful. He created us. He redeemed us. He calls us. And not only that, but he's promised that he'll be with us. I want to share with you uh, uh, an email I got this week from, uh, from Alan Young. And uh, Alan, I really appreciate um, you sharing this. It's so powerful. And it came right at the time when I was looking at these verses and these words. Um, I can't tell you as good as it says it itself. So let me share this with you. Hang on. Just bear with me. Um, this says it, says it was sent to, to him by his son-in-law uh, from, from, uh, in Birmingham. It says, this past Friday, I made the six-hour drive from Birmingham, Alabama, to my hometown of Baton Rouge. My first stop was my sister's house. As I pulled up in her driveway, I could see a little head peeking through the front window. It was my five-year-old niece, Ivy Rose. He says, she's special to me for several reasons. She's named after my grandmother, Rosemary, who's also very special to me. Uh, and it goes on, she has an infinite su supply of energy and personality that can light up any room. Ivy is most 
mostly fearless. But the only exception is Bruno. Bruno is uh, my sister's new puppy. And like Ivy, she has an infant supply of energy. Says we try to keep them supervised until they become more familiar, more familiar with each other. I figured her and Bruno were having a... Uh, says while he's having a conversation with his sister, he heard a scream coming from Ivy Rose's bedroom. He said, I figured her and Bruno were having a misunderstanding, so he rushes to the room in time to witness Bruno on top of Ivy Rose licking her face just like it was covered in peanut butter. He swoops down, grabs Ivy Rose off the floor, and begins to leave the room. And Ivy's next words would surprise me. She said, Uncle Reggie, put me down. I put her on the floor, and she looked at me with her big, pretty brown eyes and said, I just need you to stay in the room with me. She then began, turned and began to play with her dolls and with Bruno. Ivy rose, and I saw that different situation very differently. I knew that she was in a situation that made her uncomfortable. I loved her, so I wanted to save her to make it stop. I wanted to remove her from where she was and transport her to a place more suitable to my liking. Ivy Rose loves me. She truly believes I will protect her. She completely trusts me, and for these reasons, she didn't need me to do anything. My presence was enough for her. This reminded me of a sermon he said I'd heard many years ago about three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, the story found in Daniel 3, because of their faithfulness to God, King Nebuchadnezzar ordered them to be thrown into a fiery furnace. If there was ever a time for God to swoop in and make it stop, that would have been a good time. But he didn't. The, uh, the three men were thrown into the fiery furnace, and we'd read that moments later, the king looked into the furnace, and what he saw amazed him. He said, look, I now see four men walking around in the fire, unharmed, untied. And he said, the fourth one looks like the Son of God. And then he makes this application. We all want this COVID-19 pandemic and any other thing that's currently making us fearful. We want it to end. And we pray God that it would do so. But I believe that the most important thing is we can remember is this. Sometimes God chooses to save us from the fire. But other times, He chooses to stand with us in the fire. Both these options are full of grace and full of mercy. Just like Ivy Rose, all she needed was her Uncle Reggie to stay with her and the assurance that he's there. This morning, God gives us these promises that are sure that we don't have to fear because he created us, because he redeemed us, because he called us, and because he's there with us. What an, what an assurance of his presence. I think it'd be so appropriate this morning, and I think it is appropriate, that Kim Thomas is going to close us out with a reminder, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. With Kim this morning, she has her son-in-law, Andy Picklesheimer, who's going to be playing the guitar. But just listen. You may want to close your eyes, or you may just want to look and let the, the truth of this song and the truth of God's Word drive away all those fears. Father, thank you for your promised presence that you're with us, the assurance that you created us, that you know us, that you've redeemed us, and that you'll, you're there with us. 
Lord, it's my prayer that today your presence be more real than ever. And for Father, Father, for that person that maybe listened to this or watching this, and they've, they've never put their faith and trust in you. They don't have the, the assurance that you're with them. It's my prayer that even as Kim sings this song, that in their heart, in their spirit, they would say, yes, Lord, I want you to be mine. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Take that fear and replace it with your peace. In Christ I pray. Amen.